Hello and welcome to the second episode of Hot Property. This episode is brought to you by Emma Stanley Law and the Easy Law app, which you can download from Apple and Android. Hot Property is a podcast designed to arm first home buyers with all the tools they need to be a savvy buyer in a hot property market. My name is Emma Stanley and I am your host. I'm a property lawyer and property investor. I love all things property. Not only do I have years of experience under my belt as a property lawyer, but I also bring you my practical experience and knowledge. Before we get into it, the information in this podcast is not legal or financial advice and you are encouraged to seek your own legal advice before entering into a binding property transaction. Now sit back, relax and enjoy. In our first episode of Hot Property, we talked about the process once you have decided to buy a house and how that works. So today we're going to cover the process once you have found a property to buy. If you haven't listened to our first episode yet, I would recommend that you listen to that first. It is relatively short, so you could listen to these first two episodes um, together. So you found your dream home. What happens now? As you're no doubt aware, the property market is constantly changing. And that can be challenging, especially for first-home buyers. So the best tip that I can give you, and we did touch on this in this first episode as well, is to know the market you're buying in. Do as much research as you can um, and ask lots of questions, especially from real estate agents, your lawyer and bank people, people who are involved in the property market, to get a real feel for what the market is like. Especially at the moment, um, the one word that comes to mind when I think of the property market is at the moment is that it's probably in a state of flux. Um, I'm not a property commentator, but I do have my um, finger on the pulse in terms of what's happening. Um, and at the moment, in the last week or so, the banks have really tightened up. So it's really important um, if you're a first home buyer and you're going through this process that you keep in contact with your bank and make sure that your pre-approval is still valid and nothing has changed. So the more informed you can be about the market you are buying in, the better. The second thing to bear in mind as a first home buyer is don't despair if your offer is not accepted. I've worked with some clients who have made offers over the course of a year on as many as seven properties before the offer has been accepted. And that can be so disheartening. Um, but it really, you know, the, the saying it's about the journey and not the destination comes to mind. Um, and the other thing that I hear time and time again is that when clients do finally find have an offer accepted and they're able to complete the purchase, They're so glad that it's that house that they bought and not the previous six or seven that they made offers on. So I truly believe that you always end up with the perfect house 
and it's just a matter of time and patience. And every time you go through the process of making an offer, you learn something. So, and the more you learn, the more knowledge you have, and we all know that knowledge is power. So you've got your team on board, you've chosen a lawyer, and we'll talk in another episode about the process to go through when choosing a lawyer to work with as well. And you've spoken to your bank or your mortgage broker, and you've found your dream home. So what now? So the first step is to make an offer on the property. In most cases, this is done through the real estate agent. Uh, if it's a private sale, then you'll need to speak to your lawyer about getting the agreement drafted up by your lawyer. But mostly the real estate agent will prepare the agreement. And in this example here, I'm talking about a normal um sale process so there are different sale processes such as an auction um, deadline sale um, and tender and again we'll go over those in another episode in more detail but let's say the house is on the market and it's um, by negotiation or offers over and the the offer just gets um, uh, presented by the real estate agent once it's been drawn up the agent will um, present it to the vendor and the vendor will decide whether or not they're going to accept it. The vendor can come back and negotiate with a purchaser um, or if there's several offers on the property they might decide to negotiate with one particular purchaser. If there is more than one offer being put on the property the agent is obliged to let you know um, and you will have to sign what's called a multi-offer form, just confirming that you're aware that other parties are making an offer on the property and that this is essentially your, your best offer. So when you say to the agent, look, I, I want to make an offer on this property, they'll put the agreement together and you'll need to let them know what it is that you want in the agreement. So what conditions you want to be included in the agreement and how long you need to satisfy those conditions. And again, we'll go over what conditions can be included in more detail, but the general conditions are conditional on finance, builder's report, limb report, and also your lawyer checking the title to the property as well. So those are the four main conditions that you may wish to include, um, but again, make sure that you speak to your lawyer um, to make to make sure there's nothing um, unique about the property or other, um, you know, every property is different and sometimes there may be a condition that is slightly unique that needs to be included. You also need to let the agent know how much you're going to offer and the deposit that you want to put down on the property as well. So many clients get confused around the deposit because your bank will use the term deposit and the real estate agent and lawyer will use the term deposit. So when your bank refers to the deposit, they're talking about how much you're putting in, which doesn't include the mortgage. So how much you're putting in from your KiwiSaver, the Homestart grant, and any cash savings or gifting from friends or family that you might be putting towards the property. When the real estate agent talks about a deposit, they're talking generally about a 10% deposit that is recorded in the contract, and that is paid on 
uh, over to the agent once the agreement is unconditional. So once you have satisfied all of your conditions and you're happy to proceed with the purchase, then you pay a deposit, which is a 10 or 5% sum of the purchase price, and the balance gets paid over on settlement. So the, the way those two terms are used can be quite confusing, and I do find that clients quite often get confused about that. So the most important thing when you're letting the agent know about how much deposit you want to pay is that it needs to ideally be cash that you have access to. So it is possible to use your KiwiSaver as a deposit, but I recommend that you speak to your lawyer about that because there are some um, administrative tricks to doing that. So um, I, as I say, I definitely recommend that you speak to your lawyer and don't assume that you can use your KiwiSaver to pay that initial deposit under the agreement. In most cases, your KiwiSaver will be used to, to complete the purchase on the settlement date. Um, so as I say, hopefully I have clarified that for you. Um, if not, please drop me some questions and I'm happy to clarify it again in another podcast. But is something that does catch quite a few clients off. Um, now, also just a, a another word of warning, I guess, with your finance. The bank will generally give you a pre-approval, and that is not a final approval. So really important to make sure that if you have a pre-approval from the bank, you put a finance condition in the agreement. Um, the reason being that the pre-approval is subject to conditions, uh, one of those conditions might be the bank approving the property that you are purchasing. Um, so if you forget to put in or you you mistakenly think that um, it's a final approval and don't put in a finance clause, it could create issues for, for your finance and for the bank. Each bank is different as well and they have different requirements. And depending on the how much deposit you're putting in, they may want to see a copy of the builder's report and the limb before they fully approve your finance to purchase that particular property. So really important if you have a pre-approval that you put in a finance condition. So you have found the house, you've let the agent know that you want to make an offer on the property, um, you've told them what conditions you want in the contract, how long you need to satisfy those conditions, um, and what the settlement date's going to be, the purchase price, and the deposit. So then the real estate agent will present the offer to the vendor. And as I mentioned earlier, this could be presented with multiple offers from other purchasers as well. And the vendor may choose to negotiate with a particular purchaser. And the agent will let you know once the offer's been accepted. And this can take some time. Um, it's not an instant process. The agent has to make a time to meet with the, um, the vendors um, and then the vendors may want some time to think about it as well. So it can sometimes take up to a week. So you have to be really patient throughout this time because um, I know it, you can get quite anxious waiting to hear, but um, you know, as we know, what will be will be. 
Um, and so it's just a matter of being patient and waiting to hear from the agent. So once the agent lets you know, and um, in this case you've been successful and you've had your offer accepted, so it's time to have a um, bit of a celebration before moving on to the next step. And your real estate agent will ask who your lawyer is, and the agreement will then get sent to your lawyer, um, and your lawyer will be in touch to uh, go through the next steps with you. So those next steps are organising all the reports that you need on the property and liaising with your bank and lawyer to get your finance in place so that you can tick off all your conditions. So that is pretty much a summary of the, the process from once, you're, um, once you've found your dream home. Um, making an offer and some little tips in there for you um, in terms of completing the agreement with the agent and some things to discuss with your lawyer as well. So if you've got any questions about anything that comes up throughout this podcast, you can get in touch with me, emma at emmastanleylaw.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, emmastanleylaw.com. Email me some questions, message me some questions. We've got a real estate agent who's going to be um, on the podcast um, in a couple of weeks. So any questions that you would like me to specifically ask, please get them through to me and also a mortgage broker as well. So again, any specific questions, get them through to me. Those podcasts will be longer than these ones. Um, there's a lot of information to process, uh, so I like to keep these ones nice and short. Uh, but in the ones, the podcasts where I interview people, um, they, they will be longer. And yeah, I'm really excited. I've got lots of good questions lined up. Um, so we're going to cover so many things. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you want to download the Easy Law app, please go ahead and do that. That's available for free on Apple or Android. And as I say, any questions, get them through to me. But I do hope you've enjoyed this episode and have a fantastic day and weekend.